Good morning and welcome to Two Girls in a Pod. I'm Sharon. I'm Christy. Hope all of you are doing well. We had this amazing guest on last week. And if you haven't had an opportunity to listen to that episode with Carissa Leilani, please do. Her energy is just amazing. Yeah. Even if you're not into yoga, that's okay. (laughs) She has some really good insights, I believe, and was just a really good conversation. I know you said that even if you're not into yoga, it took me back to that song. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So we all, that song was playing in my head as she said that. (laughs) One of the things she talked about was finding your light. Yeah. And I think even when I think about it, I always, what I visualize is a light internal to me. Mm -hmm. And the light starts in me and then it radiates out. And I think as we talk about this and we go back and forth and we talk about all these amazing ideas that we have or these thoughts and is that oftentimes people are so busy looking for the light out external to them. And so when you picture it, it's more the light outside coming into you. Yeah, I think that be, whether it be through another person, whether it be through a place, through a dream job, whatever it is. Yeah, it's always that external thing. But then what happens when we lose that job, that person, that car, that house, the light goes out. Yeah, it can be such a a sad thing to watch, I think, with people when they get so fixated on something like that. And then when they're disappointed when it's gone because I mean you know everything's temporary so when we're always evolving and moving on to the next thing and that which there's nothing wrong with that but no and I often think too that people don't realize it I think because when you're in the moment with that person place or thing that because it is creating there is that creation of oh my goodness this feels amazing and this feels great Mm mm-hmm But I think sometimes we put a lot more into the other person, place, or thing, and we forget that we're part of that engagement. So we almost minimize ourselves Ourselves, and maximize whatever that person, place, or thing. Yeah. And I think then once again, you know, you lose that person, place, or thing, and you almost feel like the light just dims. Mm -hmm. So then it's like, because that is a sense of being connected, and we've talked about we had this wonderful conversation this morning about the importance of of us learning how to recognize that we are connected to everybody. Mm-hmm. That connection that we have to people is so much more important than our connection to a uh, place or things. Mm-hmm. Experiences are wonderful, and especially when they can be had with those that we love. But just understanding that that connection is the main thing. It's and you know, it's not like. I always, when I'm, we all do that thing where we're scrolling through whether, whatever social media is. And I remember seeing the, and you were, you and I were talking about the video where the kayakers are out there and here comes the big whale and they're oblivious to the big whale. The whale's oblivious to them. Maybe, I don't know. I'm hoping because I'm watching it and I'm getting anxiety <laughs> thinking, <laughs> oh my God, that is so big. Yeah. He was probably just curious. <laughs> yeah. But you know, curiosity of something that weighs tons. <laughs> That curiosity could, oh, no, even the thought of it. Anyway. Take you out by accident. <laughs> I know. I digress here, people. But anyway, <laughs> the thing is, is that there, even in that, we can have a connectedness with nature mm-hmm. because nature is a living thing. Mm-hmm. Nature is a part of who we are. And I think that we forget that, too, in our connectedness. And there are a lot of people who do get that. And so when they're out in nature, 
they have that feeling of that light because they're understanding there's an active communication kind of, there's an active engagement Mm -hmm. in that situation. Yeah. I just feel like there are so many people out there who just, they don't know what their light is. Exactly. And I think when we're talking about that, finding your light, it's that thing that asking yourself, what is it that excites me? What do I feel passionate about? And sometimes it comes to you in ways that you don't even expect. You know, we talk a lot about, well, try different things or whatever, expand your world. And the thing is, I feel like that if you look within yourself and and when you're feeling the joy in a moment of something that you're doing, that's part of your light. Yes. Everybody always says, you know, when you go to college, you know, they're always are like, well, you go to college and you change your degree how many times? You know why I think it is? Because, and I've heard this, people will say, be doing this line of work. You know, we talked about that with Parissa. Mm-hmm. Parissa was doing the college stuff, but it just didn't light a fire under her. Mm-hmm. It was hair. It was seeing that it was doing that creation and all that. That was her light. It wasn't what she thought it was going to be. And for anybody that hasn't listened, that's a earlier episode that we did called Go For It. Yes. Even in that, she's finding, she knew what it was. And sometimes we know what it is, but we will listen to others or we think, oh no, that's not going to work for me or that's not going to, how I'm going to get financial or whatever it is. Yeah. Understand that a lot of people, just because they think they're trying to play it safe, may trample your dreams when they're <laughs> trying to talk to you about something. And remember, it's not with intention, because no. I think at the end, they want you to have all those things. They just don't think you can have it in this way. Yes. And I think that's the thing. It, the importance of broadening that, really to broaden it and, and think outside of that comfort box. What is it that does it for me? And once again, back kids will take, a college student will take a class and say, oh my God, this is so, it lights a fire in them. Mm-hmm. So then they complete, you know, pairs, what do you mean you're changing your major from engineering to philosophy. (laughs) What are you going to do with philosophy? Mm -hmm. I'm going to be happy with philosophy. That's what I'm going to do. I'm taking philosophy for me. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what it is. It's doing those things that really ignite that in you. Yes. The things that resonate with you and create that joy. And we've talked about this too, is that even we did not realize that doing the podcast was going to light that fire in us. Because once again, when I say I love what I do as a therapist, I do. I don't sit there and think, oh my God, it's a job. I mean, sometimes I'll sit there and say, oh, I don't really feel like working today. And she says, well, you should have told me that yesterday because you have a full schedule today. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that works. <laughs> but it's not because I don't love what I do. Mm-hmm. I'll look outside and the sun is shining. What do you always tell me? When the sun's shining, what? When the sun is shining, you don't want to work because it's too nice outside. You want to go do something. When it's raining outside, you don't want to work because it's just a good day to cuddle up with a book. (laughs) (laughs) So I've got to find that sweet spot in between. (laughs) What days do you want to work again? (laughs) But you know, I think that's what it is. So it's not that I don't. It's that as I pay attention, I find that there's a lot of little things, littler sparks than other, littler light. Just a little bit of a glow here and a glow there. A few embers. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll take them. I'll blow on them and get them cold. <laughs> but I think that's what it is. Sometimes we have to look at that ember. Is it really just an ember? Or is it one that really has the potential to grow, but we're afraid or we're 
we're unsure. Is there more to it? And I think that the more that we educate ourselves, you know, about different things, then we find those things, those things that really stand out to us and create that spark. You know, when we're talking about person, place, or thing, and I know that sometimes we don't even realize what a light somebody is. Oh, yeah. I think even for you, that was kind of a, not a surprise, but it really caught you off guard when your dad passed away. I mean, because you knew you knew your dad was going to pass away because he was in hospice care with yeah. the pancreatic cancer and that. But the impact it had on you, I could almost see that light go out of you. Yeah. Well, it felt like such a, a break in my whole world. I mean, that was the first very close relationship that I lost in, in that way, in the way that we know those people and how they are there for us in our lives. So, I mean, I do still feel him. Mm -hmm. But it was such a difficult thing at first, of course, you know, just not having had that kind of loss before. I had lost my grandmother, who I was very close to, but losing a parent. Well, and I think that's the thing. Sometimes when we lose those people that are significant, we don't realize how much we've put in to what that person brings to our life or whatever, that life that is a part of it. And I often see that when I'm working with grief and loss, even that thing of that person's gone and the persons are like, almost like my life is over. And I always tell people that's really a hard thing. And it's really a lot of responsibility to put on some other person. Mm -hmm. Somebody can't be everything yeah. for us. Yeah. And sometimes it's not even that in a negative way. It's just sometimes for me, my parents brought so much life and joy to me. Mm -hmm. And the relationship that we had. Yeah. And when I lost both of them, and I lost both of them with almost within a year, it's almost, today is actually my mom and dad's, it would be their 75th anniversary today. And on the 18th is the anniversary of my mom passing. But even with that, you do, at that moment, everything does become dim. Yeah. Because they are such a vital part of that light in us. But it's when as time goes and we start to realize that we shared that light with them in mm -hmm. realizing that they were not the sole source of the light, but we miss those moments and all of that stuff. Yeah. So that becomes the person, you know, when we talk about person, place or thing, that becomes that person and that there's such a significance to those people in our lives. Sometimes we don't realize the person brings out the light in us. Yeah. We don't even know what our light is, but they will see it. And because of their vision and because of what they see, it ignites that in us. Yeah. But we don't understand sometimes that they're only seeing the light. The light is in us. But when they leave, we think they are the light. Right. And then it's how do we bridge that? How do we understand that? It wasn't that they were the light. It was just that they had the ability to see it in us. Mm -hmm. And to bring it out of us more. Yes, because we're at that place of just happy. Mm -hmm. And I always tell you, what I love about our relationship is that with you, I can be really goofy, mm -hmm. nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you don't care. I mean, you know, I have that with you like I have never had with anybody. Just that ability to be who I am in any moment. Yeah. And so I realized that even with that, that's a part of me, but I just kept it away because of 
where it's going to, but you also kind of draw that out of me. I hope that we bring out the best in one another. Yes, but it's not that I don't sit there and think I am your light. Mm -hmm. What I think is I just get to help flip the switch every once in a while. (laughs) (laughs) Have to plant seeds. (laughs) The seeds of change. (laughs) Well, and I think that's what it is. And then, you know, we go to place, people place, and people think that like their home, you know, like a place. And oftentimes it'll be like, I go to this place because it reminds me of this, or I go to this place because, and I always tell people, you don't have to go to the place. The places already exist in you. Do you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's the whole thing. I think sometimes a, a good example of that is even like the, in my past with my grandparents and that, and I don't know what it was that they were trying to do. They did a lot of moving back and forth between states and that when, when my mom was growing up and that, and that was really hard for her. And I hear that sometimes with some people, and I don't know if it's that they're searching for that perfect place or whatever. We have this idea that it's not where we are now. So it's like searching for happy outside yourself sometimes becomes an endless search. You know what I mean? And I'll often hear that when people, and I'll have clients who'll say, oh, I think I'm going to move here or here because I think I'll just do better there. And I'm always in my head thinking, the common denominator, the variable, the most variable is moving with you and that's you. Mm-hmm. And how do you find that? Because you're right. They're often seeking that light mm-hmm. in a place. Exactly. So I keep telling Christy, my place really is the ocean. And I tell her I will be so content to have my little coffee hut, you know, coffee till noon, tequila afterwards. I don't care. <laughs> Yes, I get it. There are some places <laughs> that can definitely bring out your light even more. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it becomes when you go to those places, it's once again, that connectedness that you have to that place and what you bring out and what you allow to come out. Mm-hmm. But there can also be the, what I'm yeah, uh, referring I, to, I think, is where it becomes a desperation of yes. constantly seeking. And I will have that. I promise you with my clients, I've had it throughout all of these years. Well, maybe if I just move to another state. Maybe if I move to another town, then I'll be okay and I'll be happy and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Then we have some of those people who won't leave their town. Yeah. Because somehow they feel the attachment to the town, not understanding. And for some, that is they're happy. Mm -hmm. But for some, they will sacrifice all to stay for that comfort. For the comfort zone, yeah. Because that's all they know. Yeah. And so it becomes, well, this must be it. And so long as you're truly happy with it, and that does bring out your light, that's definitely where that you should be. But if you're, you find that you're making excuses and for staying in a location, and it, it feels like an unsatisfactory situation. You're staying there still trying to find your light. Right. Because this is my hometown, you know, and we hear that whatever, you know, there's Hoosiers, there's this, there's that. It doesn't matter. It's clear across. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what it is too. So that place becomes either the place you think you're going to find your light, you're going to move to find your light, or you stay in that place that you don't have your light, but you're trying to find it in the place. I think that you have to be able to decipher is what I'm feeling attachment versus love or passion for something. We had an episode on that in the past too, love versus attachment. I Mm -hmm. think people get that confused a lot of times. So that becomes a place. Then we have the thing. And I had this client and he found this car 
and it reminded him of his dad. So he wanted to go get the car. And they're like, why are you going to get the car? I said, the car is not your dad. It's not the light that your dad even brought to your life. It's the love that your dad had for the car and the memory that you had with your dad in the car. I said, so you want to go spend all this money that you really don't have to get something to bring back something. And I told him, I said, all of that is internal to you. The car doesn't bring that light to you. It doesn't bring that memory that what that feeling was that filled you up. I said, what brings that is when you bring that back to your, that you go get that memory and you bring it back into your awareness. And then you get to have that feeling Mm -hmm. because that brings us light. Right. Those things are important to us, but we don't really, we always tell kids, you go do what you feel passionate about, but then we don't help them learn. What do I feel passionate about? Mm -hmm. What do I love? What is it that I do? I always love this too. Kids who love video games, love them. They're playing them. That's their little light right then. What are you going to do when you grow up? I'm going to go make video games. Then I've had some who have gone and say, oh, man, that's not what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Playing a game is not the same as developing a game. <laughs> right. Though I do have a client who is very passionate. And when he talks about making games, that dude lights up. Yeah. And I always love that, too, because I can tell with my clients when they're talking about that thing that truly lights them, you see everything about them. The facial expressions change. And it can be, it doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. My one client in her Latin American history class, she talks about that and she lights up, man. I think that's one of the main ways of how you know, because when you're in love with the process of it, even, it's not just the idea of an end result of being here and being at this status or that. It's you find stuff that lights you up when you can go through the the process of learning about it and really honing in and developing your craft. And that I think that that's one of the things that we do or try to do even with through the podcast and that. And I think that when you find that kind of passion, and that really does, it sparks a light in you that others can see that it's something you enjoy. It's on a different level. And I think it is. And I think that sometimes, once again, we get very complacent in our lives. So it's like, well, this is good enough. Or we feel too busy to do anything else to really look into something and and understand what it entails to to really want to follow some passion. And then you have the whole other side where we're involved with people who we know are kind of, we're allowing them to take our light and squash it, throw us in the darkness, and we will still somehow put more value into that and not realizing that when somebody is not encouraging you to be the best version of who you are, to not find your light, so to speak, and then to help make it shine even brighter Mm -hmm. and are doing the opposite of that. But we don't view it that way. So think about anybody who's listening. If I have this light, if I have something that I'm really passionate about and I really love, who are those people who are trying to intervene? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes that's about, that's always about them. It's not about you. Right. You know, and I think that people get too caught up in that sometimes. And when they get caught up in that, they really do forget that their light is the light that they're responsible for. Right. Not anybody else's light. All we do is contribute to that light. But our light, those things that we love and find passion. And how many times I ask my clients, 
What is it that you love to do? I don't know. Okay, you have an assignment, then figure it out. Come back to me with something you love to do. And I am so happy that a few of my clients are coming back with things around music or whatever, playing guitar and that. They forget. They put their light on the shelf for other people. Every moment that we do that, that light dims just a hair and then hair. And then 10 years later, it's hard to find it. Right. And once again, I'll ask people and they'll be like, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know what you like to do? Mm -hmm. And I think that when you're in that kind of rut, you feel just stagnant and, you know, going through the motions. It's people going to work and coming home and doing the same thing over and over again. I have a client. He's not a reader, but his wife loves to read. He doesn't get it, but he also encourages it because he sees what it is for her. Mm -hmm. I mean, she just loves it. That's her light. Yeah. He doesn't sit there and say, oh, well, don't, well, why are you reading? We could be doing stuff together. Why? No, he doesn't do that. He gets it. And if that means they're going somewhere and she takes her book, she takes her book. Yeah. But that's what I mean. It's about encouraging those lights, not trying to dim them. Right. Because I have on the flip side where somebody loves to do something. Well, maybe do it later. Mm -hmm. And then not understanding that when you're not encouraging that, you're not helping that light to shine as bright as it possibly can. And that light is your person that you love. Mm -hmm. I loved how in the last episode when we were speaking with Carissa, she said, you know, when you find your light, that's your signature on the world. And I really think that that is true. And when you're emulating that, people feel that. It's a good vibration. It sends out positivity. And I think that it makes you more successful. It makes the people around you feel uplifted. And I think that's what it should be about. I think that's finding your light. Exactly. And when you find your light, and I mean, I'm like everybody else, you know, some days I do have bad days. But when I get on and I get to work, whatever that is, just kind of goes to the wayside. And then in that moment, I'm back in that happy. Mm-hmm. And people, how can you be happy when you're listening to problems? I'm not happy about the problems. What I am happy about is the engagement, that yeah. connectedness that one has. Mm-hmm. And I look forward to hearing the progress of my clients. Mm-hmm. I look forward to hearing their growth and development, the things that they find important and relevant. Well, and it's so wonderful to hear somebody talk about something that that they're truly passionate about. When they find that thing, you feel their excitement. It sparks a creativity in a different way. I think that when you find your light and something you're passionate about and you're in that place, you have that good vibration. It's completely, I think, life-changing in a way because it gives you a focus. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And you know what the cool thing is, too, about finding your light? It changes. Yeah. Well, it, it has because to. We evolve. Because we evolve and because we learn about new things, then we discover new things to be passionate about. But I love that when people find that, that they have that, it sparks, like I say, a creative process. We're not trying to fight the old. We're creating the new. And it creates a whole new life for us. And I think also to remember that I liked what Carissa said too, is pick three things. Mm-hmm. It wasn't pick one because there's so many things. And you know, when you picture that, if you picture it like true light, one might light you a little bit, a little bit more, a little bit more and then one, just lights up the whole freaking room. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
those are the things. And we morph back and forth into those. Mm-hmm. Because remembering that we have many likes and passions and we don't have to limit it to one thing. Right. And the passions don't even have to look alike. They can be on really opposite ends of the spectrum and stuff. Yeah. I mean, we get all excited just talking about space sometimes. (laughs) Yes. Just the possibilities. Yeah. We love to learn things. Mm -hmm. And what's great is sometimes when you share the same light. Yeah. That's even better. Mm-hmm. when you get to share the same light. But I can't have all of our shared, it can't be all shared likes. It can't be all shared lights. Each individual has to have their own because then what happens if all of my shared light is with you or yours is with me? If one of us leaves, then we feel like all the light's gone out. Right. And so we have to understand where that separation is. Yes. And I like some stuff and some, you always say, there's no way you want to be a therapist. No, no way. (laughs) I don't even understand those words. (laughs) (laughs) Because for me, it has been a passion. It is something I truly love. It is the therapy, but it is that invitation into somebody's life. To me, that is something to have gratitude for. Oh, I have. Lots of gratitude that you enjoy what you do because I feel like, I mean, you know, if you look at those people who really hate their jobs or things like that (laughs) and how miserable they are and that, and you're not like that at all. You are passionate about what you do. And I love that. I really did think, you know, at 10 years, I thought this eventually is going to fizzle out, you know, like I said, 20 plus years. And I still love what I do. Mm-hmm. it still is a light for me. Right. And I am so grateful. But I'm grateful, too, that the podcast is a light. And this is a shared light yeah. light for us. We can talk about our podcast. I mean, we go out to the hot tub, and what do we do? Ideas for the podcast. Yeah. Ideas for this. Ideas for that. Yeah. We really enjoy it. And I think for us, you know, it creates those narratives on topics that we normally wouldn't even think of, maybe, mm-hmm. or we expand on. Expanding our knowledge on things, you know, we go out and learn about things, you know, just to to start those conversations sometimes, too. Mm-hmm. We do love watching movies or different things like that, but what we love about it is the passion we have about the conversations after. Yes, because we we do break down, like, with certain movies or things like that, we break things down, everything from looking at the cinematography and the character development and everything. I mean, we talk about so many aspects of movies, what it brought to mind for us, what what the feeling it was that cre- it created. Wonder what, you know, the writers were thinking when they wrote this part. Was it the same thing I'm perceiving, you know, those kinds of we things. We do that with music, too. We do. It's like, huh, I wonder if the artist who's singing this or wrote this, that was really their message. Or sometimes, what on earth were they thinking? (laughs) Right. Some of the lyrics, I'm like, what does that mean? What were they referring to? (laughs) And we can get excited about that stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that's what it is. It's those things that, those shared interests that spark that light in us. And remember, even with those, that light is small. I mean, it's a small time. We do it 
five minutes and then we're off to the next thing. But in that moment, that's the light. Yeah. Because it's a passion. It's something we really enjoy doing. So for that time, that's the light. Mm -hmm. It's not that that light, your light should always burn bright. Mm -hmm. It's going to have some fluctuation. But I think when we get to that healthy self, that light, we can feel that energy of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean you're happy all the time. No, but it means that you can feed the energy and give focus to the things that you love. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yes, because people, well, who stays happy all the time? And I'm not talking about happy. I'm talking about those moments that you go into that. It is when the light shines brighter. When you're at that place of all is right with the world, it's a steady light. Mm-hmm. When you do those conversations, it gets brighter. Mm-hmm. When we go to the ocean, it gets really brighter. <laughs> yes. Those things. When we spend time with people in those relationships oh my that mean so much. I am we... telling you, our house this last week and the week before, it was bright because we were so fortunate to have Sandra up for Comic-Con, yeah. which was amazing. And it wasn't the Comic-Con. Okay, maybe Tom Welling. Yeah, just a little bit. But it was the energy. People really were excited about doing this. You could tell the ones who, oh, my God, the costumes, the work that they put in. You knew. Yes. That it was their passion and you could feel that just coming off of them. The gal that was there in oh the my full God. costume. Uh, the crocheted. crocheted. So she put that together and it was just phenomenal. Amazing. Yeah. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. And it was interesting because every client that went to Comic-Con brought her up. Yeah. Just the work and you could just feel it on her. Yeah. That she loved it. It brought joy to her. Mm -hmm. So you get to experience that from somebody else as well. Yeah. But it was having Sandra here because we love our time with her. Mm -hmm. Went to the bookstore, which is her passion. It was great. Then we had June. Mm -hmm. Last weekend she came up. And we laugh with her and we miss have so many miscommunications and Christy's the translator in between and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and every once in a while I am or she. So, but that just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It was a great weekend. Just chill and yeah, just a great relaxing time visiting with a good friend. And, you know, I, I think for me, the class reunion, mm-hmm. it was there too. You could feel it. You could feel the light in some of those people. And it was just amazing. Mm-hmm. It was amazing to see that they each one had taken their path, maybe not the path that we even thought, Mm -hmm. but the energy and then the energy when you got us together was just phenomenal. Mm -hmm. So that's what I mean. It's that energy. It's that light that we are feeling. That energy is the light. And it is so amazing when we get to do that, when we get to be present with other people's light. But the most important thing is, is when we find our internal light, Mm -hmm. because once we find that, others are going to feel it. Yes. And through that, I think we help bring it out of them as well. And that shared energy is, it's such a positive. Yes. And I think that's the thing. If people realize that when they find their light, it's not just about them after that. Finding the light is about you. But once you find that light, we get to share that with others. We get to 
and they get to experience that joy and happiness and thrill we get out of the things that we love. Yes, we get to create all of those wonderful moments with those people and they become wonderful memories. And sometimes your light burns really bright and all this and people are looking at you like, I don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) But that's okay. It's okay. You just don't let it dull your light. Right. You just realize, hmm, okay, well, they don't like to talk about space, but what's wrong with them? I don't know what's wrong with them, but it's okay. (laughs) Yeah. Not everybody's going to like everything that we like, but most of the time you can usually have a conversation with somebody that you'll, you'll find some mutual commonality in that. But it's giving focus, I think, to those times and whether it be times, places, or people to feed that energy, to to bring that light forward. But it all starts with each one of us within. Yes. And we don't take, in, I don't feel like we take enough time. And I don't know about you, but I don't think that in our society today, it's rush, 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 rush. It's like we're on to the next project before we finish this last project. We're not even focused on it. We're not really being present with it. We're not being mindful of it. So therefore, we don't even get the appreciation of an accomplished task because we're on to the next thing. Exactly. I think that's why so many people haven't found their light or don't feel like they have found their light. They're a lot of times disgruntled with things, I think, because they're just like the hamster on the wheel. And we're so focused on everything going on around us. And, you know, when we talked with Carissa last week, you know, one of the things she that does her light is the yoga, mm-hmm. the mindfulness, the meditation. And it doesn't mean that that's going to be for everybody. But I think if we slow down, if we are mindful, and sometimes even if we meditate, we get more of an insight into who we are. Mm-hmm. And when we, we shut down the chatter, as I call it, then it's like, oh, wait a minute. I really don't like sandwiches. Why am I eating sandwiches? <laughs> it can be something as simple as that. Yeah. Once again, a client told me this a long time ago. I remember that. I kept eating sandwiches. I didn't even like sandwiches, but I found that I did it because that's what was there. And my wife took time to make it, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then when he finally, he goes, you know, I really don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's that thing of slowing stuff down. And when I say slowing, it's not turning it off. It's slowing it down and really focusing internally on what is it? And I tell people, sometimes go back to your youth. You mm-hmm. talked about that loving roller skating when you were young. Yes. And finding my passion for it again, which I haven't been practicing lately, but. <laughs> See, once again, it's because we have been a little, you know, we've been a little busy. But the good thing is, is the thing that we've been busy with has been about our friendships and stuff like that. Yes. And, you know, it's funny because, I mean, I love doing it, but there's not many of my friends that want to partake in that. So it's not something that I get to share. Like, you don't usually want to go roller skating, but, (laughs) and I don't think our friends usually want to go roller skating. So it's a little bit difficult in that way. But we like bowling. Yes. So we find other things. (laughs) Miniature golf. (laughs) No, hiking. We really do. We really work on expanding our difference. And if our friends want to try something new, then we'll do that. You know, my thing is, and we talk about this, about trying fruit, uh, different foods. And I remember we went out to the gastropub with our friend Sylvia for her birthday and she was having Brussels sprouts and she said about trying moms are like, "Uh, no. And she reminded me, oh, but you tried different foods. I was like, darn her. (laughs) And I tried them and they were delicious. Mm -hmm. So I learned to make them. 
Yeah. And, you know, it's that was the other thing, you know, we talked about because when our friend June was here, you know, I love to cook. I absolutely love it. I love the creation process. I love the pr- whole process of cooking, the smells. I found it also reminds me of my mom. But I, I just love to cook anyway. And I was fine with them sitting out in the hot tub and me coming in and doing my stuff and plating and all of that stuff because I truly love it. It's another one of my happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, is mixology. And the reason why is this the creation. I love the creative parts of it. Right. And I was even telling you, I find that I didn't realize one of my lights is creation. Yeah. It really is. I loved photography. Mm-hmm. I love that in high school, I did photography and learned to develop black and white photos and stuff. Loved it. Stopped doing photography. Mm-hmm. I have a passion for writing. Did a lot of poetry, a lot of short stories, this, that, and the other. And then I forgot about it. Right. But I find if I, even if I think about it, mm-hmm. I feel that little ember in there. Right. Waiting to come out and, and do something. And I think that's what I loved about when I worked with kids because I would do a lot of art projects with them. One of my favorite things was the inside outside boxes and the creativity of these kids and my adults when I had them do that was just phenomenal. Yeah. I loved it. I loved that creative process. Right. And I think that's what we love about the podcast. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's it's that creative thing. You'll do that. Oh, mm-hmm. Lordy. If we're ever going to do a redesign of the house or the yard or anything. I was going to say oh, that was Lordy. my thing. I love to design <laughs> houses. I just am not good at math. <laughs> but I do love that part of just figuring out what it would look like and just designing. It'll keep her awake. Mm-hmm. Not in a bad way. Just her excitement over it. Yeah. And I already know because when she gets up first thing in the morning, it's not, good morning, how are you? Oh, my God. you know what if we do this, this, and this? <laughs> yeah. Or she finds me out with a drawing pad. So there yes. I'm, yeah, I'm coming up with some design or something. And that's what I mean. And then we get to share those ideas. Yeah. Our passions. She's not one to cook. She doesn't get joy out of it. No. She doesn't. But I love that I see the joy when you eat. <laughs> when you eat it. I do appreciate that part. <laughs> Our friend Sandra, she is a foodie. Mm-hmm. You can see her. Oh my goodness. When we vacation with her and stuff, even when she's here visiting, it's she, even when she takes her pictures there, she does these amazing photographs of them and stuff. Always taking pictures of her food. Yeah. You see that light in her. Yes, exactly. You do. It's about the food. And if you really want to see her light, hand her some ice cream. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and a good book. Mm-hmm. But when you see those lights in people, then you, when she was here, let's go to the new tattered cover here in Springs. Yeah. Because we know how she is about books. So we get to participate in that light with her. And it is books, ice cream, foodie, travel. travel. <laughs> Sandra, you want to go on trip? Yep. I haven't even told you where. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm traveling. I'm going. Here's my passport. (laughs) Yeah. But that's what it is. We found that traveling lights is one of our lights. Didn't know that growing up. I wrote about it a lot. (laughs) I journaled about traveling a lot when I was younger. And isn't it funny? You know, we, we do those things. And so I think the thing is, is, you know, we're talking about our lights because understand they're just, they're normal, common things. Mm -hmm. It's not some big, extraordinary plan or anything like that. It is truly those things that spark 
our friendships. Yeah. Our family. I think it's just, you know, starting at that most basic level of finding what you love. And then the plan develops over time. When we nurture it. Yeah. But we forget to feed the things that are our light. We start to feed other things, other people, other projects, other work, other this, other that. And pretty soon that light dims in us. Mm-hmm. For some people, it is yoga that will bring it out. Yeah. Meditation, mindfulness. Sometimes it's reading a book that sparks it. It doesn't matter what sparks the light in you. Just remember that every single one of us has light in us. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Mm-hmm. And even if you're at your darkest place, no, there is light. Mm-hmm. And that light really has the potential to burn bright in you. But we just get so caught up, I feel like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For sure. And then we're lost. It's all a distraction. Mm-hmm. We get lost. We get empty. We're distracted. We're not focused on it. Like, yeah. So many times I think we're just so focused on the injustices and things like that that happen in our world. It's like I always tell my clients when they're talking to me about how the world is just in this state of array and disarray and violence. And I said, no, I said, that's what we're being fed. But when we look out in our neighborhood, what do we see? People just living their lives, mm-hmm. working on their own light. We have to stop feeding those things. I feel that just dim, dim that light over and over and over again, because I love what one of my clients was told me. He goes, if you do what you love, the money will come. Exactly. And I always remembered that when he said that. I was there like, that is so true. Because when you're doing what you love, it never feels like a job. Exactly. So as you're moving along on this journey and you're doing what you love, whether it's a job or whether it's whatever it is, and if money is what you want, it will come. If relationship is what you want, it will come. All of those things will come if you just continue to focus on your light, your passion. Keep feeding the energy of, of that focus of your, your passion. Yes, your light. And then what you find is whatever it is that you're seeking in that. Not that we're seeking in it. It becomes that contributing thing to that light. Mm-hmm. So if it's travel, think about travel. Write about travel. Watch on travel. And then one day, guess what? You travel. Yeah. So sometimes it starts with the thought until it becomes a reality or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you're feeding that passion. You're feeding that light. And then you wake up one day and my goodness. You might be surprised what's developed. Yes. <laughs> and you feel that light. It feels like that. And it fills you up. Yes, and it feels like light. Yeah. It feels bright. So take the time, as Carissa says. Find three things you're passionate about that light you, even if it's an ember. Mm-hmm. And then by golly, blow on that ember till it is a flame. Right. Until it becomes a light. And then live in that light. And then invite people in your life that fuel that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make it a relationship. Surround yourself with that good energy. So thank you guys for letting us share what is our light. We hope that you find yours. Remember, three. That was a good number. I like that. Find three things that you like. Even if you just like it, that maybe become a passion. Yeah. Ask yourself, what excites me? Mm -hmm. And if you say, ah, nothing. Okay. What tickles? 
I don't know. <laughs> you know <laughs> What tickles your fancy? <laughs> yes. Start small, go big. Anyway, once again, thank you so much. What lights us is our gratitude. Our yes. gratitude for each one of you who listens and tunes in. We are immensely grateful. Yep. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. And you guys all have a wonderful week. Bye. Bye.